This podcast is made possible by supporters like you. Mahalo. And by Atlas Insurance Agency, Hawaii's largest professional agency, helping Hawaii navigate insurance solutions since 1929. More at atlasinsurance.com. Hello, my kako. Welcome to a new episode of What School You Went, where we start every conversation with this question. I'm Ron Mizutani, and today the forecast is calling for an electrifying thunderstorm. We are pleased to have with us this day musical artist, Thunderstorm Artis. Welcome to the program. Oh, thank you for having me, Uncle Ron. How you good been? To, good to have you here. Uncle and Auntie status. We had a, pro, we had a podcast about that. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that in a bit. But first, before we get started, what school you went? I was actually homeschooled. Uh, I was born in Kailua, raised in Haleiwa. My mom, um, she taught me all the academics and things, and my dad taught me about life. And that was just how I grew up in a family of 11 kids. Unbelievable. So you have 10 siblings. Yeah. uh, And all of you homeschooled? Yeah, all of us homeschooled. Wow. I don't know how my mom did it, man. Thank you, Mom. Mom, Victoria, and uh, Dad, Ron. Ron, Ron, uh, rest in peace, brother. He was, uh, what an impact that man had on a lot of people's lives. Um, Mm. Tell me about Dad and and uh, the, oh. the impact that he had on not just your life, but your musical life. I mean, anyone who knows me knows that I talk about my dad, like, constantly. Even though he passed away when I was 13, he was uh, the biggest influence in everything for me in life. As far as music, art, or just lifestyle, you know what I mean? He was a guy that wasn't do as I say, it was do as I do. So he led by example in everything. Um, so he really, he grew us up learning a lot about different genres of music, whether it was jazz, blues, Folk, country, whatever, being a young dude growing up, like, I don't want to listen to blues, but um, he made me find a love for that in jazz. And that was actually when I first started singing, it was actually old jazz standards that my mom and he used to sing together and stuff. So things like Nat King Cole and Andy nice. Williams stuff, Autumn Lee's Tenderly, Misty, those songs, that's what made me find my voice. And um, um, his passing was hard for me, my family, everyone, but it... Um, I remember a lesson that he really taught us is that God doesn't cause the bad things that happen in our life, but he redeems it for something amazing. And I know I wouldn't be the man that I am today if it wasn't for those experiences that I experienced. And so I just, my job is to just take on the legacy that he left behind, man, and the lessons that he taught me and hopefully pass it over to my son who's due in June. So Unbelievable. Congratulations. Wait, it's been it's been quite the journey. Yeah. What, what a great year. You know, your dad, uh, again, a new dad, and, and uh, of course, um, his his legacy, a lot a lot of people associate dad with a Motown, and he, he was the guy yeah. on the keyboards with with Michael Jackson. But he was so much more than that. He was an artist, and yeah. his work still lives today. Uh, and you know, when I understand from his when he passed, you turned to music to cope with dad's passing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, man. If it wasn't for music, if it wasn't for music in church, I don't know where I would have been, where I would be right now. Like honestly, like. Um, Music was the only thing that I knew that was constant and true, was the only place. I was really bad with emotions as a kid, yeah, like super shy, just always really quiet. Um, But music was the one place that I would go and allow myself to feel. And so, you know, being young, um, a father passing away at 13, my youngest sibling was three. Wow. So, like, I, I mean, a lot of people, like, nowadays, like, as I've grown and learned, like, was really a bad thing that I did, but I told myself that it wasn't okay for me to feel the emotions that I was feeling mm-hmm. because I had to look after my youngest sibling. So I was like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to do these things. And this was the mentality that I thought was good. 
Um, but then music was the only place that like I could go because it was the thing that I did with my father every day because mm -hmm. we played music every day between 11 and 5. People would come through our shop and listen to us play. So music was the one place that I could go and connect with him. And, um, and through that was one place that I could feel those emotions that I needed to feel to be able to process the things that I needed to process. Very nice and well said. And um, that makes a lot of sense. You know, when you, when you talk about a family as close-knit as you folks are, yeah. uh, you folks performed as a family at your shop. We're talking about the arts. arts yeah. uh, and it's still very much alive today. Um, that's, that's, that's solid foundation. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, something I bet you look back on growing up in, in that environment is very cool. Homes not just homeschooling, but learning life at home is, is Yeah, man. Just huge. Learning life, learning to work ethic. Like, you know, I miss it. I miss the times where, you know, I didn't have a bill where a letter would come for me and it was for my grandma or something and not like some bill collector telling me I gotta pay some money on my <laughs> what, extended car warranty or whatever. But <laughs> but no, I'm just super thankful for those times. Like there is a bunch of videos on YouTube where I can look back and just see where we were the the journeys that each and every one of us, because now me and a lot of my brothers were kind of all over the, the states, just all pursuing the things that we're trying to carry on. And um, But those times, man, those were the good times, the good days. You know, your brother, Ron, I, I know him uh, well as well. I mean, Ron, Ron's performed for so many years as well. Yeah. I always remember Ron, we we would ask him to come to KHON uh, for the morning show, and he'd always be agreeing, you know, and, and he'd show up without his shoes, you know, barefoot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, bro, where's your, where's your footwear, bro? But no, seriously, um, um, he had a big influence on you too. Yeah, and you huge. guys actually were a, 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 a duo, if you will. Then you went yeah. solo. Yeah. yeah, no, huge. I mean, I mean, just talking about my brother around. Yeah, he'll, he'll show up to a show in New York. I don't know, five below, freezing, and be barefooted. Like <laughs> that dude is like low as it gets. It's it's funny. Like we're opposite in the way we always dress. I'm always yes. like, hey, bro, we gotta yeah, we gotta dress this way. We gotta do this. He's like, nah, dude. Like I just want to be free, and it's yes. really cool. But Talking about him a little bit, dude, he, man, he really took me under his wing when I was first starting out, and I am so thankful for it. Um, just so thankful. When I was, like, 16, 16, 17, like, he took me all around. We played a lot of shows here on the island. Took my, my very first trip off the island. Went to Germany for six weeks with him, where his wife is from, and we played some shows over there. And, um, yeah, that dude's awesome. We played some shows together. We're also going on tour together with Jack Johnson that's at the end awesome of this year. Too, so man. that's just the full circle thing, man. Super thankful. Yeah, big North Shore connection with Jack Johnson. We'll get that get to that in a bit. Take us to The Voice, 18th season. You come out and you just blew the, the minds of America with your rendition of, of Blackbird. That was so special. Uh, a four-chair turn... Tell me what that was like uh, as you performed it and you nailed it. And then all of a sudden, these stars, iconic iconic names in music, said, mm. you are magical. What was it like? Man, um, I'm a man that loves transparency um, and honesty, yeah. And so when I got that show reached out to me to be on there, like, I was like, didn't know if I was going to be on the show. I didn't, like, think about it. And I was sitting on the couch in San Diego and... I got this email like, hey, come be on The Voice. And I was like, oh, I don't know if this is real. So I told him, I'm like, oh, if this was true, I'll be there. But I think it's spam. And they were like, no, it's real. Like, we're, we really want you to come try out. Someone recommended you to the show. Um, and I kind of fast forward to the story, um, what it felt like. It's um, just solidified so many things um, for me. You know what I mean? Just like 
being a young kid from Haleiwa, um, just me and my acoustic guitar, I like I'm not someone who does a lot of crazy vocal acrobatics kind of things to say. So just standing backstage, hearing everybody else warm up and do their thing, I was like, oh, bro, I'm going to go out there. I'm happy if I just get one chair. <laughs> like, um, I was so scared, like, you know what I mean? But at the same time, just like, just so confident at the same time because I knew that this is what I was made to do. And to kind of go out there and have my eyes closed for the beginning of the show. And so if you watch it, you go back, my eyes are closed. And I remember my stage coach told me that, like, I needed to open my eyes because people need to see into my soul and be there with me, whatever I was feeling. Nice. So when I opened up, all the coaches were looking at me. Because, <laughs> you know, the sound, like the big sound when they hit the button, yeah. it's not. So when you're in the studio, it's not there. Oh, so really? there's no sound or anything because I don't want it to affect the recording. Sure, sure, sure. So I have no idea when they turn around. Ah. So my eyes are closed. I'm just jamming out, singing Blackbird. And then I open and then like Nick Jonas and John Legend, they're just leaning and looking at me. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, That's oh, crazy. I'm like, oh. So then you can hear some vibrato sneak into my voice because I start getting all <laughs> shaky and stuff. But um, yeah, just to see that, I was just left in awe. I did not believe that that was something that was going to happen to me. Um, and just so thankful for that journey and that opportunity. That's so cool. But, you know, all of me loves all of you. And you turn around <laughs> and you said, I'm picking John Legend. What yeah. was that like, man? Oh, dude. <laughs> like, John Legend has been an influence for me for years, for as long as I can. I mean, um, not to make it a race thing, but to look out there and see a black man that's, like, you know, Staying at a certain standard, keeping himself polished, keeping himself clean, you know what I mean? Really set example like, hey, man, it's possible. So to be able to have the opportunity to perform for him, but then to see in turn that he really enjoyed it and liked it and wanted me to work with him. I was like, man, this is a immense honor and an opportunity that I'm not going to pass up. Um, and so, yeah, man, that was that moment. Like, I was like, my brother was like, dude, you got to choose this person. I was like, nah, I know who I'm choosing already. That's awesome. But he, he said your tone is magical. Yet, <laughs> when it came to the knockout round, he let you go, man. And everybody was like, are you crazy? Yeah. You, you're letting this go. And Nick Jonas says, I'll take you. Uh, and it took you on a journey all the way to the finale. Yeah. Uh, that was a different experience, too. I mean, this guy's a, yeah. a legend in himself at a very young age. Yeah. And then me and Nick Jonas had a lot in common um, in the sense that we both grew up in a family band. Um, both grew up in, like, a Christian family kind of thing. And, um, and just, like, he also knew... Um, Paul McCartney knows Paul McCartney. Um, and so we talked a lot about that. And he just turned out to be one of the most humble people that I've ever met. Like, I did not expect that at all. I was like, this dude's a pop star. Like, he's going to find every moment to make this about him. And um, the entire time working with him, he just, he got to know me, got to know my wife. And like, he just had, was very intentional by everything that he said and did. And I'm um, super thankful for that. Yeah, he coached you up. Um, he coached you up well. And he's got some ties to the islands. I mean, he, he loves coming here to Hawaii. Yeah. He really loves the food, the culture, the people. Uh, so I know that. By the way, I know um, Paul McCartney, too. Oh. He, he just doesn't know me. But uh, I, I'm a huge fan. But yeah, that was can my you bu- give me his number? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> I, I, I kept it to myself all these years. Yeah, that was a bucket list for me is to go see Paul McCartney. And oh, saw him man. at Dodger Stadium. Oh. Epic, best concert ever. Okay, so let's let's move forward to the finale, and yeah. um, you you came up a little short, but certainly not um, not a failed effort, man. You you your yeah your tour your life really just started in music. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not I'm not gonna disrespect anyone by saying that um, like I didn't try to win or anything like that. Like, um, but not winning was probably one of the best things that could have happened for me. Um, the contract from a lot of that kind of stuff can be really strenuous, limited, really too. limiting. Yeah, yeah, for anything that you do for for years ongoing. Um, and so to come up short just a little bit was probably the best thing that could have happened. And sometimes I think 
God works in some <laughs> mysterious circumstances sometimes. And so super thankful for that. And so many good things has come from that journey now. I mean, from like now be able to headline my own show at the Blue Note, from a bunch of other stuff, some touring that's kind of happened. I'm doing my first ever show at the Red Rocks um, with Train. So I'm super excited for that. Um, wow. It's just one thing after another that just kind of opened my eyes. I, I met my wife during my season. And so just so many cool things, you know, it's just Sometimes in life, you just have to take a step and you never know what's on the other side of that door. And that's yeah. what it was for me to, to be courageous for a second and do something outside of my comfort zone and try it out. And Boy, yeah. Sometimes you just, like Eddie, Eddie would go. You just got to yeah. go. And you thunderstorm go. went. And, and so post voice, uh, you, did John Legend hook up with you again? And yeah. Yeah. So you performed with him? Yeah, I performed with John Legend in Seattle. Um, it, was, <laughs> it was insane. I talked about it a little bit this morning, but it was insane. Like I was doing rehearsal with the church that I help out with in Oregon. And I got this email and it was like, hey, John Legend wants you to come perform with him if you're available. And I was like, heck yeah, I'm available. <laughs> I was like, I don't care what's on my calendar. Let's move it. <laughs> and uh, wow. Yeah, dude. Um, and it was really cool. I didn't know that because he still follows me on Instagram and stuff. And he's been following my journey, all the stuff I've been doing. It was just had a lot more words of encouragement and things like that. And I really hope my path will continue to cross with him. Um. You mentioned uh, John Legend being being uh, a black man who's thrived in this yeah. business, and he's done it in such a pono way, such a right way. Yeah, he stayed you know his super his image, his brand. Uh, it, it is Black History Month in, in in America. What's that like for you? And and what do you see your role is in that um, in that yeah. arena? Man, so growing up here in Hawaii, yeah, you know what I mean. It's like a lot of the black culture and things like that, like. I learned a lot of that just from my father and my family because it's like in the North Shore, there's not a lot of black people, to be honest. Um, but um, but um, learning a lot of the history kind of growing up and then moving over to the mainland and experiencing a little bit more and being more in-depth in that, I, I learned it is very important. Just what I say, what I do, how I carry myself, then hopefully one day I can be an inspiration, kind of how John Legend was for me and, and the many that came before him to the generations that are coming up under us. I think it's important for all of us to do our part and understand that um, just like here in Hawaii, yeah, you know, I'm not just living life for myself. Like what I do reflects on my family, reflects on the island, and it's the same thing reflects on the black culture. And um, just learning that role, it's important for us to continue to pay for it with respect and with love and to make this world a little better place, especially for my kid who's on the way at the end of this year. Like I hope that a lot of the stuff that my parents, their parents, and I experienced and my kid ho hopefully one day won't have to experience. And I think that's uh, the most important thing is just for us to kind of move that needle just little by little. So, trust me, you're doing you're doing your you're filling your role, uh, even at a young age. Thank uh, you. And and your dad, rest in peace, would be very proud of you and what you've accomplished and what you represent. Tremendous responsibility, to do, though. Yeah. I mean, no matter what, no matter what race you are, uh, but to be on that stage uh, yeah. is a tremendous responsibility. Yeah. 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 Speaking of stages, so you you, you you're. You've 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 hung out with John Legend. <laughs> you've toured with Train, and will continue to tour with Train yep. in this year. You're going to do tour with Jack Johnson and, and brother. Yep. And then you know, I know this isn't too public yet, but I think it's okay for me to say this. Yeah, red red wine. I mean, what you might be hanging out with UB40. Yeah, but what, what is that going to be like, dude? I like. To see them come across like my email of someone that I potentially be able to spam. Work with. Like, <laughs> oh, this time I would make sure it's not going in spam folder. <laughs> um, was just like wow, just to understand the fact that like so many things in my life are just beginning to change. 
Um, and the fact to be able to work with these guys, it's just going to be an immense, like, honor. I mean, they're, they are, man, legit dudes that I grew up listening to. And so it's just really cool to kind of see that, you know, going from just playing little hotel gigs and playing little restaurants and stuff to be able to play some of these big stages with these big names. It's just really just a testament to the, the growth that God has kind of brought my way throughout these next this year and the next couple of years. Well, congratulations to you. That's huge. That's yeah. huge. Uh, but I'm going to say, and I want, I want folks to, re, to know that you know your roots and you playing in these smaller restaurants and yeah. even back in Oregon, it means a lot to you. That's your way yeah. of sharing your, your, your music and your soul and yeah. your culture. Right? Yeah, no, it's so, so important. I mean, most people don't know this. So how I ended up on The Voice kind of taking back from the email was um, I was busking on the street in front of this ice cream store called Scuba Paradise on the North Shore. It's something that I, uh, that I always did when I was writing new music, and I wanted to see if it was good. A thing my dad always taught me was just go and share it to people that haven't paid any money to listen to you, that are not going to BS you, that are just going to be honest. Like, if they like it, they'll stop and listen. If they don't, they're going to keep walking. And so... Um, I played one of my favorite video games, I beat it, and then I was sat there and I looked at myself and said, what did I accomplish? Nothing. Like, there's nothing to show for it. And so I packed up all my gears. Before I had a license, I jumped on a bus, um, went and sat up in front of my friend's store and played, and then um, walking by was this director for the movie Crazy Rich Asians, the In the Heights musical that just came out, um, John Chu, and he stopped and he listened, and they stayed for about an hour, so I was like, I need to chat with these guys. And then, um, yeah, turns out he asked me to come and perform for his wedding and write the song for his first dance, wow. where I met um, people like Scooter Braun, who's Justin Bieber's manager, Tori Kelly's, a bunch of other artists. And then he was the one who recommended me to the show, The wow. Voice. And so I think it's so important also, like, whether it's a big venue playing for thousands or a small venue playing for one or two people, it's so important to do, and it teaches you a lot about yourself, but also you never know who you're able to bless. Or who's listening. Right? Yeah, and you I never know. know who's out there listening. I mean, we have an audience here at What School You Went of millions. Uh, so just FYI, you might be hooked up with <laughs> some some serious emails. Uh, no, no, seriously, uh, we really stuck. We check in the spam folder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever junk mail, whatever you call it. But uh, yeah, just just open it. No, be careful what you open up. Oh, yeah. Thunderstorm. I, I, I want to. Um, for those at home who may not be familiar with your families, you, you have 10 siblings. Yeah. Mom and dad were very creative with names, obviously. I don't yeah. know if there's another thunderstorm in this world. Um, how did you get thunderstorm? And, you know, some of your other siblings' names uh, besides Ron, I mean, and I don't want to slight anybody, miss anybody, but <laughs> there's some pretty cool names. There's some pretty cool names. Yeah. There's some pretty cool ones. Um, it's really fun. I mean, how I got my name, it's a really funny story because my parents thought they were going to have twins. And my dad wanted two crazy boys. He was going to name one Thunder and one Storm. Um, but it turned out I was just a fat baby. So they said, <laughs> they guess God put them both in one, and I got my name Thunderstorm. That's funny. Yeah. And so that's how I got my name. But whenever I go to Starbucks, I go by Frank because they always get my name wrong. <laughs> so I just, say, <laughs> so I just yeah. like, hey, Frank, you can do that. And, uh, but, yeah, so my other siblings, I have a brother named American um, yeah. because my grandfather was a survivor in the Pentagon on 9-11, and that was his due date. Wow. Um, and so we wanted to, as remembrance, we named him American. And then I have a sister named Praise Jesus, Christian artiste. Um, if you didn't know my family were Christians, you probably know now. Uh, and uh, she's awesome. She's a firecracker. She's the shortest in the family with a big afro, and she's got the loudest voice. And she's the one who's actually, her and my sister Stefani are the ones carrying on my father's legacies, doing all the murals around the island nice. and touching up yes. his murals and the things that he left behind. Um, and then I have a sister named Spirit, um, kind of paying homage. And her middle name is Analani. Um, so she was the first one born in Hawaii, 
Um, so it's really cool. And then I'm trying to think of the other unique names. William Martise. Uh, Martise is our last name with the M yeah. in the front. Um, yeah. There's Artis. She's our last name, just pronounced differently. So yeah. A-R-T-I-S, A-R-T-I-S. Artis, Artis, cool. Yeah. So it's to solve a family argument on the East Coast to pronounce our last name Artis. West Coast was Artis. <laughs> and so my dad was like, for the last kid, let's uh, <laughs> do this. That sounds so cool. So each one has like a really cool story behind it. Like, yeah. And that was just really cool that our parents did that because they wanted us to all to recognize and understand that we're all unique. They're yeah. all really special, and they, they believe that the title, the name that we're called, is also something so special. And so they carefully chose each one, and I'm thankful. Is there a thunderstorm the second in your life? Or And I really want it to be. <laughs> My wife doesn't want me to say what the baby's name is going to yeah, be, yeah, yeah. but it's That's not going to be thunderstorm the second. I, I try to convince her, but it's not going to be Frank Or Rain, well. or, or Frank. Um, funny story about the uh, the name Thunder. Sort of. Uh, it's, it's, I'm digressing a little. My my oldest boy was supposed to get our family Hawaiian name. I'm going to share it in a moment, um, which is Kane Hikili Mako Ona Ona. Okay. Yeah. Kane Hikili Mako Ona Ona means uh, the Thunder Man with the yeah. Bedroom Eyes. Pretty Ooh. cool name, right? So when he came, uh, my tutu, my grandma said, "No, Lanakila." which means victory, victorious. So later on in life, I told my son the story of, you know, actually your name was supposed to be Kanehikili Mako Ona Ona. And he's like, what does that mean? You know, and he lives in Minnesota now. And he's, I said, the thunder man with the bedroom eyes. He's like, oh my God, how could you not give me that name? <laughs> I was desperate for this name my whole life. Yeah. And here, here I am sitting across from Thunderstorm. Yeah. And my middle name is Kahikili. No kidding. Yeah. Which means the thunder. Thunder, yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, let, let, uh, maybe, hey, planting a seed, Uncle Ron saying to your, to your wife, Kane Hikili Mako Ona Ona. Okay, you got to call her. You got to tell her that because if it's from me, she's going to be like, hmm, I don't know if that's the best idea. Yeah, it's a good way to open the, you know, the conversation up with, with uh, Hey, Uncle with Ron said. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, going last thing, uh, you, Thunderstorm, I, I, you will always be, you know, the little guy that I watch grow up mm. and I'll always be uncle to you. Right? Yeah. I mean, we text each other, hey, uncle, and all good. Yeah. Um Sign of respect in Hawaii, right? Yep. Everybody's uh, um I thought everyone did it in the world. Then I said, go no, to they, mainland. Don't. they don't. So like, why are you calling me uncle? I'm not related to you. I'm like, okay. In Hawaii, that's how we roll. <laughs> that's how we do it. That's how we roll. Uh, but you reach a certain part of your life <clears throat> when you start getting your AARP card and your free, you know, your 10% discount at Zippies, you become kupuna, right? Ah. So as long as you keep calling me uncle, I'm good. Okay. Okay, so you just keep. Yeah, I had to make the mis- I made a mistake a couple of times of forgetting how old I was and call someone who was like thirty uncle, oh. and then they're like, "Like, why are you calling me uncle, bro? You're like the same age." <laughs> but, <laughs> who you calling uncle? Uh, who you calling? But I'm gonna make sure. I'll, yeah, I'll, you always be uncle in my heart. Okay, well I appreciate. But that. also, kupuna is also like no, no, a no, sign no, of no. respect. Yeah, but, kupuna is a sign of respect, but um, you respect me the way you want it. But uncle is is cool with me. Okay. Okay, hey, this is the we're coming to an end of what school you went. Um, and I, I've asked, 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 actually asked Thunderstorm if he could hang out and sing a few jams for us for digital, in our digital space. So we're going to have some of that in all of our digital platforms and some fun things that we're, we've asked him to take part in, and he's willingly done so. Uh, maybe sing a couple of your own um, yeah. originals. Um, so thank you for that. So check out our, our platforms for that. It'll, it'll live there forever. Uh-oh. I'm going to put you in a spot, though. And I, I, I didn't prepare this for you. Maybe just sing... Can you sing one line of of the song, uh, your original that I heard uh, you perform on on 
wake up today. I, I love that song. Which one? Was it The Prayer or um, Life for the Living? Life for the Living, yeah. Um, How, how'd you come up with that name? Because um, it's, I was inspired. There's this um, artist named Passenger that has a song with a similar title. And um, I just, this idea that life is for the living, right? Um, but it continues to go on the line that I say. It says, um, it's like, lies for the living, please won't you let me live. I give you what I'm giving, but I ain't got much to give. And it's the idea of kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, I'll give you everything that I have or everything that I got, but I don't have much because it's like I haven't been given that much. But it's just so important that it's like you have to live life. And if you're not living life, then you're dead. Um, and it's just like if we're not like every day actively choosing to live life and go out and do things, like, you know what I mean? Then we're just wasting our time. We're wasting everything, the gifts that we have in the seconds. And just my perspective had grown on that just because, you know, experiencing loss in my life. And then it makes me appreciate how much the time that we have here on this earth is. Like, you know what I mean? The people that we meet, the conversations that we have, the things, the interactions that we learn, the lessons and things. Like, if we're not actively living and actively choosing to participate honestly, like, then we're just wasting our time. Mm, and so beautiful so that's what that song is about a mom, little bit hey you know what mom and dad raised a fine young man oh thank you yeah I mean gosh I wish I could hug dad and you know hug mom with it and let them know you are a fine young man thank you never so. forget that though brother never forget your Hollywood roots never forget never never forget who uh, who you are now and um, no matter who you tour with if we don't remember where we come from yeah. we have no idea where we're going absolutely so yeah, no matter what. And and now that you've been on what school you went, oh, oh, the doors are going to open, pal. Fling <laughs> <laughs> wide. All right. Uh, we're going to throw you in the studio in a bit. But uh, in the meantime, continue success. Stay healthy. Uh, congratulations on baby and, 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 and your marriage. Um, Thank you. Super proud of you, brother. And, and um, keep calling me uncle. We all do. Shoots. Thank you, Uncle Ron. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> Mahalo for joining us. Join us next time for another episode of What School You Went. Until next time. What School You Went is a PBS Hawaii production. Music by Taimana Gardner. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And tell your friends. You can find us on pbshawaii.org and everywhere you get your podcasts.